Hey everyone, this episode of the Cloudcast is sponsored by PagerDuty. PagerDuty is the hub of your IT operations and ensures that the right folks are alerted at the right time to increase your uptime. PagerDuty's analytics help you identify common problems, allowing you to make system improvements before they impact your customers. Advanced filters and deduplication ensure that only actionable alerts get delivered. No more false alarms at 2 a.m. And now, multiple team members can seamlessly share on-call duty. To sign up for a free 14-day trial, visit pagerduty.com slash the cloudcast. And now, on to the show. Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to the Cloudcast, coming to you live from our studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, just me tonight, Aaron is traveling. Uh, first off, um, you know, I want to thank everybody for uh, the generosity and the donations for the Krispy Kreme Challenge. We're at about 20 to 25% of our goal. Obviously, we always have uh, big expectations, but big thank you to everybody who's been uh, contributing and donating, and, and even if you're just sort of giving us encouragement, uh, we love that, that the community wants to help us participate and, and help those kids. Now, getting back to the show, you know, one of the things that we talked about in our 2014 wrap-up and a number of people have commented about was we've been talking about infrastructure as code. We've been talking about, um, you know, the operations of, of running clouds and so forth. And tonight we're really excited because um, we've got uh, Henrik Rosendahl, who is CEO of Aconda. And Henrik, first off, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. Hey, thanks, Frank. Glad to be here. Um you know, Aaron and I, um, while we're always looking for sort of neat technologies, one of the things that always attracts us is companies that don't just have interesting, neat technologies, but but more importantly, in a lot of cases, they sort of come, the technology comes from the problem space. So uh, why don't you give us a little bit of background of, of Aconda, both in terms of your background and, and then, you know, where it came from and, and the background of, of how the team built the technology and then and then built the company. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do so. You know, uh, Akanda is a, is a really interesting company. It's a, it's a spin-off from um, a large cloud provider in Los Angeles called uh, DreamHost. Um, some of you uh, may have heard of Ceph and InkTank as the uh, OpenStack storage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was developed by, uh, by DreamHost as well and spun out three years ago. Um, and right around the same time, um, DreamHost... Uh, was looking around for you know a, a sort of a, a network overlay um, for for setting up a, an entirely new OpenStack um, multi-tenant cloud and couldn't really find anything that was that was suitable for a large-scale environment um, with with really solid tenant isolation and also support for IPv6. And so, you know, they're interesting because they're, they're big enough to sort of undertake projects, and that's what they did. They, they literally said, well, you know, okay, then we'll, we'll just develop our own. How hard can it be? <laughs> and uh, as, as we all know, right, I mean, it's, it's a lot harder than it seems. Um, but here we are a couple of years later. Um, it's in production. It's supporting tens of thousands of virtual machines every day. And we, um, we decided to, to spin it out into a separate company. Um, you know, a couple of months ago, and and that's that's a comment today. Very cool. So yeah, we um, I know both Aaron and I kind of uh, heard about you guys at the um, the Paris OpenStack Summit. Um, there was a very good talk by your team. Um, 
talking about sort of the lessons learned, um, you know, networking in particular in uh, in an OpenStack environment, but also you know networking and and operations in a in a large scale web environment. And so, um, you know, that that part kind of caught our eye. We were very interested in it because, I, quite honestly, um, you know, what what you guys are 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 solving is is two things. One is, um, you know, OpenStack's a, a a great movement, but it's it's you know been sort of talked about as, as challenging to operate, right? It's, you know, how do you upgrade it? Is it because you've got a lot of projects, you've got to put things together. So you obviously have background there. And then, you know, sort of the, 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 the expertise within what you guys are releasing is, is around networking. And if, if you were to ask anybody, well, what's the, you know, what's the big challenge in OpenStack, you know, the Neutron project and transition from Nova has been sort of challenging for people. Um, and the fact that you guys not only are building on top of that, so it's not a, completely proprietary thing it's you know you're building on top of what's there so people can can do it but but then you're going you know in reality when you get into reality you're going to need a few more things right and and that you know what sort of struck us is like that's what they're bringing back to the project that's what they're delivering with with the with the company and the product and that part was really really interesting to us yeah that's exactly right you know brian it's it's you know when you're coming from um, a production background like like Dreamhost, right? There there are a couple of things that you know take precedence over say the the next new shiny you know technology and yep. and, and and one of it is is, is you know it, it has to be simple to operate at scale, right? And and that is that is the thing that a lot of startups you know I've been involved in quite a few now and you know. You know, a lot of startups are sort of maniacally focused on the next new um, invention and sort of, you know, obsess about it, where, you know, very few startups actually understand what it would fully take to operate this at scale. Yep. Right. And, and you know, DreamHost and then development team from there, you know, is coming from the exact opposite direction. They're like, look, we, we need to run this, you know, in tens of thousands of instances every day with without any human intervention. How do we do that? And, you know, so, so you know, the 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 sort of the mantra of Iconda is that it has to be simple. You know, it has to be simple to understand and, and simple to operate and, and hopefully also, you know, able to, eliminate the need for, you know, other complex and expensive um, elements in, in your network. Yep. Right? Yep. And that's, that's sort of the, you know, that's sort of the omen here. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the other thing that, that attracted us to this, because um, in, a, in a past life, um, I, I worked at a couple of groups where we built some technology that we used to, to run an operation and run a service ourselves. And then at some point you do, you get those people that go, boy, I really like using that, but you know, could you deliver it to me as a product or with, you know, behind my firewall or, or, you know, not on demand. And sometimes it's challenging to, to transition that, um, you know, and, and I know in our case, we weren't open source at the time. So there was always that, well, you know, what do you guys do? What's your special sauce versus what am I getting? You know, what was neat to us is you guys are still committed, even though you're, you're commercializing and productizing it, you're still committed to putting the open source out there. Uh, you know, people can see what's, what's under the covers, they can see what you're doing, they can see where you've made changes and enhancements and things like rug and, and other stuff. I Talk about that kind of that culture, uh, you know, going from operator to, you know, being around the open source community to also thinking about how you commercialize this stuff. Right. I mean, you know, it's open, open source is sort of a, a really fascinating movement, right? Where, um, you know, a lot of people sort of don't go all in. 
right? They, they sort of open core or they throw some code over the wall and say, hey, we're open source, you can download on GitHub, right? Yep. But, but, but the real challenge and, and sort of the, the real, um, you know, the force behind open source is if, if you can build your community around it, right? Yep. Look, at, look at Docker as a great example. Look at Ceph. You know, all of a sudden, people are starting to buy in because there, there is no hidden agenda, right? Um, it is free for all to take and the community starts becoming sort of self-supporting in, in many ways. And, you know, that, that's really, you know, uh, you know, on, on, on my agenda as, as, as one of the first things we have to do is, is to sort of kickstart this community, right, of, of contributors in the, in the open source um, in the open source community, right, yeah. and and so 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 that's 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 important that it's not like hey it's open source but right yeah. and and the but usually is the sort of the you know the footnotes that says if you want to use this in earnest you got to pay us yeah. right yeah. or here here's the tool that you really need for this to work right you know that that is you know it's it's such a turnoff for a lot of a lot of people. That you know you you you're either all in, which we are, or you might as well not do it. Right? Yeah. There is there is kind of no half halfway. Right, and and I and I think there's you know, there's two other aspects that don't get talked about enough. One is, you know, people more and more we're seeing people who go, I'm willing to pay you for things. It's not that's not so much the barrier, but it's I want to pay you when I feel like I'm getting value out of what you're providing me. So maybe it it it. At the beginning, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just testing things out. I'm trying stuff at small scale. And but when I get larger, I want support. I want documentation. Yeah. I want some other things. And I want. So I don't think that gets talked about enough. And, and then I think the other part is I think you know when you're looking at it from a business perspective, not just technology, the the companies that figure out how to say yes, our core technology is open source, but we have multiple ways to to engage you as a customer or engage the community. In your guys' case, it's you know you could consume the Aconda technology as part of DreamHost. It's something mm -hmm. that you consume as a service, as a cloud provider. It's something that you guys could help them implement. It's something that they could, you know, get the software. But like there's, it's not just, oh, you know, my software's out there. I hope nobody forks it. Right. right. No. Um, now, the other thing that was interesting to us uh, about the way you guys kind of message and position yourself is um, a lot of the Aconda technology is, somewhat network centric. I mean, it builds on, on open, on open stack, but you, you position it as NFV instead of SDN. And I, and I thought that was very smart. Uh, I don't know if that's kind of a, a pragmatic viewpoint or a marketing viewpoint, but it, it, to me, NFV is a place where you can go, ah, we're, we're higher level services, uh, whether it's firewall or intrusion detection or load balancing or whatever. But it also lets you say, I don't have to get as bogged down in the, rip and replace your network fight that, you know, some of the core networking vendors are dealing with. How, how does that play for you guys? It's, is, do you find you can go into any environment and, and, you know, talk to customers about adding value or do you still get sucked down into the SDN conversation? Well, it starts there, right? Yeah. Obviously. Um, but, you know, we're coming out with a different message. We're coming out, you know, with a message around being compatible with what people already are using. You know, okay. we, the, if, as, as we go out and talk to, in particular, enterprise customers in, you know, their networking group, the last thing they want to hear us, as you know, Brian, is, is a rip and replace story, mm -hmm. right? Yep. My mousetrap is better than your existing mousetrap. Therefore, you should rip it all out and, 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 and try mine, right? That That is not something 
you know, people want to hear that are, you know, operationally responsible for sort of mission critical infrastructure, right? Mm -hmm. You know, this is no different than storage five years ago and, and virtualization 10 years ago. You, you got to you gotta work with what would exist in people's infrastructure and you got to sort of do it step by step, right? It's, it's a, it's sort of like, it's, it's a maturing, it's a maturing market. Right. Um, so, so that, that, that's important, right? Um, you know, the fact that, you know, we have sort of a, a, a BYO sort of L2 um, architecture, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, bring your own switch. We don't care. Um, yeah. if, if you want to run this on top of a VLAN, good, right? If, if you want to do something else, fine. But, you know, to us, it's, it, we're completely agnostic in that. That that calms the nerves down quite a bit, yep. and then we, and then we can talk about you know what do you need? Do you need um, you know just you know core routing? Do you need load balancing? Do you know do you need a firewall? And you know we're actually not even dictating if if you want to build your own um, firewall um, as a service, then by all means do that. We'll we'll happily manage it for you as part of the account of Rock. Yep. Now. Talk real quick about rug. Um, you know, rug's not a rug's not a term that if you're just going to an OpenStack meetup, you would have heard. It's not a not a project. Right. What, what is rug? That's that's kind of one of your <laughs> unique things. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, for for all the big Lebowski fans, the rug is what ties the room together. Right. That's literally how it <laughs> it, it, it it came about. And and the rug is our you know management and orchestration tool. Okay. That. Um, you know, is, is fully automated and um, even has, you know, remediation built into it. it it's, it's, you know, in production at DreamHost in, in a very, very large scale environment. And every time a new tenant is, is created, it boots up a new service VM, attaches to the network, runs a bunch of tests and, and, and off you go. And, and each service VM will then be, um, be uh, tested every 60 seconds. Um, there's like a five point test that will, that will happen to make sure it's up and running and, and, and running as expected. And if, if that test fails, you know, we'll try to remediate. And if that fails, then it will kill it and, and, and boot up another one instantly, right? So, um, you know, there's a huge fluctuation in number of tenants in, in, in an environment like this. And so it, it has to operate at at scale and, and fully automated and, yeah. and one of the things we're doing with the rug is you know obviously we're we're managing um the the sort of the, the network overlay component and, and and also the the service vms the the routers the load balancers and the firewalls but you know eventually we will allow people to bring their own right so if if they have a preference for you know a, a virtual router by all means you know let's uh, let's manage it for you because yep. that's the that's the missing piece in a lot of these projects is the management right yep. and orchestration it's it's sort of an afterthought yep so you're you're bringing some of that operational expertise some of that dreamhost learning curve to to the masses in essence um, yep. yeah no that that's cool especially when you get into you know, sometimes people want to associate multi-tenancy with, you know, it's just a service provider thing. I think, you know, as I talk to, you know, enterprise customers, people that want to, you know, build a private cloud, like they have as much concerns over, you know, their colleagues going, well, what if they take up all my resources? It's it's nice that you sort of have not just that, that separation of multi-tenancy, but you've got those tools that are going, I can point you to your individual service VM that is looking at your environment. And, uh, you know, we spin that up when you do it, we take it out. Um, I think that's a nice way to sort of calm people's nerves about like, hey, what happens when we're mixing these things together that are you know, different than 
than maybe we're used to having in traditional IT. No question. And, and you need some sort of um, segregation, right, in, yep. in larger environments. Yep. There's, there's no doubt. Now, um, so right now, the you know, the, the focus of what you guys are working on is, is OpenStack. Um, you know, you, you know our industry. There's always lots of talk about whatever the next shiny thing is. It could be Docker or it could be something else. What, do you, what are you hearing for people in terms of what are the things that are motivating them to go to OpenStack? What's their... Uh, what's their temperature for OpenStack these days? And, and are you finding more people are, are doubling down on it? Are they still, you know, around the fringes trying to figure it out? What, what are you hearing about OpenStack as, as a whole? You know, what's, what's interesting is, I, you know, I've sold a, a couple of companies in my past to VMware, and I even worked for VMware for a couple of years, right? So, so I've, been, I've been around the sort of the hypervisor for many years. Yep. And, you know, what was really interesting for a guy like me is, is as I'm out talking to large enterprises that are looking at OpenStack, you know, they are now categorizing the, you know, the, the EMC, VMware, Cisco as, as the legacy stack, mm-hmm. right? I mean, think about it. That was, that was sort of bleeding edge 10 years ago, and now it's sort of, you know, put over there in the corner next to the mainframe. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of the large, uh, you know, infrastructure are looking to OpenStack to sort of start fresh and, and start at a much lower cost point. Um, you know, obviously the whole sort of, you know, software defined data center is, is, is a part of this movement, but, mm-hmm. but it really is getting out of the sort of the proprietary vendor locking. And, gotcha. You know, OpenStack is, is the proponent and, you know, is a platform for that. And you, and you see it. You're you're seeing it predominantly as not just what people want to say as a greenfield, but sort of a uh, you know to the side, you know, be the be the platform to to kickstart the 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 modern applications, the mobile applications, the big data applications. They don't they're not spending a lot of cycles trying to integrate it back into those VMware environments. Right. That's that's sort of the interesting thing, and that that I think is why VMware uh, at at the last VM, VMworld sort of announcing support for OpenStack is. You know, they, they need to find a way to sort of bridge this old world and new world, right? Mm-hmm. Because otherwise people are just going to draw a line in the sand and, and move on. Yep, yep. Now, um, what, what do you guys see? So when, when we talk to a lot of people, I would completely agree with you that the, the pace of sort of what's modern versus what's, you know, quote unquote legacy feels like it's it's you know accelerated quite a bit, even just in the last couple of years, um, you know. The great thing about that is it's innovation, it's new stuff. The, the challenge to that is skills, right? People skills, mm-hmm. operational skills. What do you guys find, um, especially because you have different ways to, to sort of deliver what you do, what, what's a typical engagement? You know, who's, who are the teams that, that engage you? What are the, the keys to success? What are some of the bottlenecks? Um, you know, especially when you have this more modern technology and you're trying to do things faster than before. Right. In, in many ways, you know, OpenStack... It does resemble the same sort of buying pattern as, 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 as we and where, right? Okay. Where all of a sudden the OpenStack admin owns the stack that, that is compute, storage, network, and apps, right? And so, you know, the people we engage with typically are, are the OpenStack folks, right? And so, um, and not the networking people, right? So, yep. so, so it's that, that infra- sort of infrastructure ops kind of role then. Absolutely, right? And so that's a paradigm shift. Uh, right there, right where you know traditional IT, you know enterprise IT is super sort of you know siloed, 
and and all of a sudden now you're you're building this very coherent uh, stack, and, and it's sort of you know one owner. But it also means that you got to go and 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 you know have the buy-in from from the networking people. Sure. Now, Otherwise, it's going nowhere, right? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. It's never it's it's never as greenfield as as you want it to be greenfield. Now, you know, if you're seeing people doing things as sort of new, you know, the the new model, do you see them? still wanting to put this predominantly in their data centers or are they are you know in your case are you seeing them more open to putting it you know into a hosting provider slash cloud provider because it says hey i can i can have a different opex capex model with my hardware i can scale a little better or what what are you seeing in that sense of you know where it goes and and how much that influences their their decisions you know, I think most enterprises today are looking at sort of a hybrid model, okay. right? They, they, they understand that there is no single model that, that will fit everything. And, and, and while sort of the, the public cloud offers some, some very intriguing price points, you know, there are simply workloads that are not suitable for, you know, going across the wire or, or you know, people have, you know, security concerns, right? So some, some model that allow, you know, enterprises to move workloads um, fluidly between, between their, their own premise and, and the cloud is, is, is sort of the, the, the typical conversation, right? And, you know, Akanda is, is, is just a, you know, a piece of this puzzle, but, you know, DreamHost, you know, announced the, uh, the Dream Compute, uh, you know, at, at Paris as well, at the OpenStack Summit in Paris. And so, so we'll be able to support that sort of fluid um, workflow movement. Okay. Very, very cool. I, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of wrap it up because, you know, you're, you're running a business. I want to be cognizant of your time. <laughs> uh, you know, last thing, what's the, what's the best way for people to, to engage you guys? Do you find... You know, like you said, you're you're looking to drive community. Um, do you find more people start engaging with you in the open source piece, or is it you know work through the website and the kind of typical engagement, or what's you know wh- where are you guys going to be out and about if people want to meet you live, all those sort of things? Right. I mean, we're we're going to be launching the the sort of the the product, if you will, um, at the OpenStack Summit in Vancouver in, in May. And so between now and, and May, we're going to be out talking. You know, our, our CTO, Mark McLean, is the, the former PTL of, of Neutron. And, you know, he has his, his sort of um, classic, you know, presentation about Neutron and bridges and tunnels. And so he's out educating the market, you know, more so from an OpenStack Neutron perspective than, than sort of it's not necessarily a commercial for, for Iconda. But, but we're out, you know, we're going to be participating in the communities, meetups, we're going to be doing a series of of, of, of webinars and, and blogs here between now and and and, uh, and Vancouver, sort of getting getting up to speed here. Okay, so lots of the lots of the OpenStack meetups and uh, um, some of the DevOps events and things like that. So very yeah. Cool. So you know we'll we'll be active on Twitter and, and obviously you know our our website is going to be expanding here in the next couple of weeks as well. Okay, very cool. And we've got we've got links to all those things as well as some of the stuff that was uh, at the OpenStack Summit as well. So, um, well, listen, you know, thank you so much for the time. We love, like we said, we love talking to, to new companies, but especially companies that, you know, kind of have that grit and experience behind what they're doing. So uh, thank you very much for that. Um, folks, uh, as always, if you like the show, please tell a friend, leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcastnet or on the web at thecloudcast.net. Um, so for Henrik and for Aaron, thank you very much tonight for, uh, for listening and, and have a great week. 
review on iTunes and tell a friend about the podcast.